Welcome to Snacks and Attacks. Snacks and talk about attacks. attacks. Today we're eating popcorn. And we're also going to be talking about the lipstick killer and Black Dahlia, who is the semi- Black Dahlia. The Black Dahlia, who is semi-related to the lipstick killer. I'm just going to record oh, everything we, we say. No, oh. no, no. I'm recording everything we say, and then I'm going to edit it together, bruh. Are you recording right now? Mm-hmm. Cool. I should probably say that we didn't actually mean to do ones that were together. Like, today, I was just like, oh, I wonder if she's doing the Black Dahlia, and it turns out she actually was, so. I just have a creeping suspicion that she may be doing the lipstick murders, because we vaguely described each other's, uh, or our own mysteries. We promised it was supposed to be a surprise. Yep. And now we're going to be talking about the lipstick murders and Black Dahlia. 1938. William... Darren's is born. He lives a surprisingly normal life for a serial killer, which will come back later. Except his parents had a terrible, terrible marriage. And to escape the terrible, terrible marriage, he decided he would burglar, burglar, burglarize, (laughs) burglarize homes. He clearly, he didn't want money. He was, take small amounts of cash, but he keep, like, weapons and expensive clothes and stuff in a garage or shed or whatever in the back of his house. So then, he's 17. Oh, and he skipped his senior year of high school and became a student at the University of Chicago. Oh, neat. So he was, like, smart, kind of. Yeah, but with engineering. Also, did you say that he steals expensive clothes? Because I can just imagine him going into that little place where he keeps the expensive clothes and, like, trying them on and having, like, a little fashion show. <laughs> with some lipstick? Mm-hmm. He's putting it on. You know, this would be a great idea for serial killer. Oh, I know what I should do. Okay, so, he's 17 in 1945. Hmm. And the police find this 43-year-old woman, and she has been killed. And then, after she was dead, her throat was slit. You said 17 in 1945. Did you mean 1935? No, I said 1945. Oh, okay. Like, right at the end of World War II. He actually was stealing war bonds while he was in... Well, he was a student, which is... Oh, interesting. I know, right? He's like, that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, not cool, but, like... He's a smart guy. This popcorn is so good. <laughs> I didn't even know I had it. Wow, I believe you so much. <laughs> so, so anyway, anyway. Um, he was, like, a student or whatever, and then this woman, 43-year-old woman, gets killed. And the police are like, what? And they don't know who did it. And What's then, a <laughs> couple of weeks later, um, this other person, uh, she was 33, gets killed too. But this time, this is where stuff is weird. Somebody took some lipstick, right? Well, after she was dead, and stabbed her again post-mortem. But, wrote on the wall, uh, Dear Heavens, please catch me. I can't help myself, I'm going to kill more. Or something. Something along those lines. I didn't I take... I looked up pictures like when, like that when I was looking at Black Dahlia. Yeah, because she's Cause responsible a... and took notes. And I'm over here like, I need to do this next week. <laughs> take notes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And everyone's like, what? Whoa, what, mate? OMG. So. What a shocker. A police... Or like... A police. A police. A police force. No, that doesn't sound weird anymore. 
A police force. Okay, fine. The police of Chicago are like, what? But they don't find him. Police and then, in 1946, six-year-old Susan Degnan? Maybe. We're just going to call her Susan because she was name. six. And no one calls six-year-olds by their last name. Susan goes missing from her bedroom. Now, the at this point, the police are like, okay, we need to find who this guy is. Well, they don't find her body yet. There are these teenagers, and they've been phoning in, like, prank calls sort of to the police. And one of them's, like, checking the sewer. So they check in the sewer, and they find part of her body. Suzanne Degnan. Anyways, let's continue. <laughs> so they find the rest of her mangled body parts strewn all about the sewer and around the area. They're, like, wash bins and stuff. And the police are like, we need to catch this guy. Because, like, she was in a sewer. Well, part of her was in the sewer. So what happened is they th- is she was strangled in her room. And they found a ladder outside her room, but she was strangled in her room. And then taken to a nearby building and killed in a bathroom in the bottom floor of that building. Wait, she was strangled, but she was still alive? Eventually. No, she was strangled and her body was taken and dismembered. Ah. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Of course. She was six. Six years old. Uh, so, you know, she's dead. This popcorn's good. It's a dark moment. There's really no popcorn left. We've been eating it so much. She's oh, <laughs> right. We need to eat slower. Food is so good. But, anywho. Yes. So, at this point, the police um, find David Herons. I, I have no idea how to pronounce names. Like, I'm sorry. Um, so, William Herons, he is found burglarizing a house in Susan's neighborhood. And he, the police try to arrest him, and he points a gun, shoots twice, but it misfires at one of the police constant. Uh, he had a weird name, so that's why I remembered it. And then, they stop him because a third police officer, Constance, who's standing nearby, pushes, get ready for this. Six flower pots onto his head. <laughs> that was me as a police officer. Like, there we go. Bye bye. So like, he gets cat caught brought him. Um. Then he says he was tortured for about a week until he gave a nineteen-page confession. There were twenty-nine inconsistencies though within it, as she so graciously did the research for me without even meaning to, because she's great like that. <laughs> so, he's given a truth serum. It's not really a truth serum, but it's at thought the time, people were like, oh, yeah, yeah this definitely works. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's do this. And he's also given a spinal tap, he says. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? No, but it sounds bad. Okay, so it's basically where they get you and they put a um, needle in your back and then pull out some of your spinal fluid. Ew! Oh, God! On oh. another note, Spinal Tap is also the band from a mockumentary, which is an <laughs> amazing movie, and you need to see it with me because it's great. Was it the one that you and Katie were telling me about yesterday? No, that's what we do in the shadows. That's something <laughs> very, very different. Come okay. on. Let's continue. So. <laughs> but... So he says, then he later recanted his testimony because he's like, I didn't do this. And then they found a fingerprint on the first victim, the 43-year-old's, her door. And at first they said, it's not a match. Then they said, it's sort of a match. Now, 
they're like, it probably was a match. No. Oh, what I forgot to say, there was also a ransom note for Susan that said we want $20,000 in fives and $10 bills. And that translates to, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars today. Uh-huh. It's a lot of it's money. It's a lot of money. Um, but, so, basically, there was also a handprint and a fingerprint on that, and it did not match, uh, did Kieran's not, match either. Kieran's. Really? So, like, a bloody handprint on it. Yeah, so... The weird thing is, they found the fingerprint on the door, and, like, they were like, it kind of matches, and then they were just like, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and say it matches. Almost like they wanted the case to be closed, and they just wanted to be done. Mm, I should probably mention, Sophia here is a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I love it about her, but, like... I like conspiracy theories. <laughs> but, so a lot of people are like, I don't, we don't think Hearns actually did these crimes. And that's reasonable, too. Um, it's like... Ooh, he also served the longest prison sentence in Illinois. Oh, wow. Over 65 years. Holy Jesus. He died in 2012 at 83. Yeah. He was a teenage killer. He was under 18. He was, like... If he was a teenage killer. Mm-hmm. If he was even a killer. Mm-hmm. He was the first prisoner in Illinois, also, to get a full four-year degree. And he helped a bunch of people get their GEDs, and he was in charge of the prison gardening system. <laughs> Imagine him, like, wearing lipstick and those expensive clothes that he stole, just kind of, like, gardening, whistling. I just... He seems like, if he wasn't a murderer and a burglar, he would be, like, a pretty cool guy. Like, he didn't wear the lipstick, he just used it to run on the wall. No, <laughs> the, the message was in the lipstick. That's where yeah. he got the name. I don't yeah. think he ever really wore... <laughs> He might have I mean, been Who knows? He could have been, like, a future drag queen in the making, and then people accused him of this crime, which, to be fair, there was evidence pointing to him. Mm-hmm. But, saying, that, of course, that people say that he didn't do it, so, mm-hmm. of course, there were alternate theories to this. One of them was that it was a janitor in Susan's, um, building who did it. Then there was this other guy. He wasn't even in the state at the time, and he ended up suing... Uh, the state of Illinois for his maltreatment by the police too, and I think that they're really worth reading about. But <laughs> I totally made some notes which are sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I can see your invisible notebook. It's it's a bit. <laughs> yeah. So let's go on to the. Oh, and also, the mutilation of Susan's body was sort of at the same time and similar to the Black Dahlia, which is it how was. the two are connected. So, I think that this is a great point to go to the story that she actually has, like, how many pages? Holy three. crap. That's, it's just three. Three, like, small yeah. print, amazing <laughs> notes, pages See, of notes of the Black Dahlia. I don't remember stuff very well, so I write it all down, and then my hand hurts for a long time. Still kind of mm-hmm. does. Anyways. That was, like, several hours ago. <laughs> the Black Dahlia. So, the Black Dahlia... I'll just give some background information on who she was. So, her name was Elizabeth Short. She was born in 1924, and she was 22 years old when she died in Los Angeles in January of 1947. She... Wait, oh my god. I just realized that I said that William Hearns was born in 1938. Yeah. That can't be right. No. He committed the crimes. In the 30s. No, I think he was born in 1928. Yeah. Oh. 
Please think... pretend that I said that like Okay. How about you? Oh, wow. So Elizabeth Short, she had a criminal record when she was younger. She was arrested on counts of underage drinking. Oh. <laughs> I thought there was gonna be more like gang stuff, but No. And she was an alleged lesbian as she had <gasps> reportedly turned down many men. And Wait, that was it? What? That was all there there was to the claims? Yeah, she turned down many men, and um, this was actually kind of a lead in the case, as police went to many gay bars, and they were able to search for people that she knew, however, searches turned up negative, and she probably wasn't a lesbian. Um. She was brutally murdered, though. So, okay, that's terrible, so. At age 22, she was found in Limart Park, three blocks away from <coughs> Degnan... Avenue, Degnan, like the last name of Suzanne Degnan, and she allegedly had an obsession, she allegedly had an obsession with the murderer, William Hirons, was very interested in him. Wait, what? Yes, she was, and supposedly, there was one source that said that she may have idolized him, in a way. So You're she, setting her up to be the serial killer, she might not have the been, serial killee. <laughs> she might have been kind of crazy. And she was killed in a way similar to the way Suzanne Degnan was killed. Maybe, maybe anyway. she set it up herself. I don't, who think, set I don't up think so. That's not one of the theories. <laughs> I'm going to do theory. It's all mine. She, she wanted to suicide. <laughs> no, she, she, she <laughs> hired a hitman <laughs> to kill her like <laughs> Susan Degnan was killed because she loved William Harris. That's not a theory, but okay. okay. Anyways... Her body was found at Limert Park on January 14th, on January, she was found on January 15th, 1947, severely dismembered, with the torso cut off entirely, almost as, it ha- almost as if it had been done by medical professionals. Okay, but wait, wasn't she like, did like a dog walker find her or something? Yeah, uh, mother was out for a walk with her three daughters. She oh. saw her bloodless corpse. Oh, that is so much worse. Yeah. Um... Her torso was cut off entirely, and all the blood had been drained for her body. Um, oh, she was naked, take? and she was propped up. The killer had propped her up. And what? washed her in gasoline, so that no fingerprints would be found. Oh. Um, she was found, I call a hit, ma'am. <laughs> she was found approximately at 10 o'clock a.m. by Betty Bursinger, a local resident. Um, the her woman body, with the three kids? Yep. Her body had clearly been slashed by the killer. Her face was slashed from the corners of her mouth to her ears, which is actually a common thing in, like, a kind of urban legends today for killers oh. to have that, which is really creepy. No! And, um, oh. she had cuts on her breasts and large pieces of flesh had been chopped off by the killer. Oh! However, all the cuts were very clean, which did confuse police later because they were like, probably no one except a medical professional could do cuts this clean. Hmm. So like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So, like, we'll get into those theories later. Some people theorize that she was... Connected to the Cleveland Torso murders. However, those didn't actually add up. And the evidence wasn't enough for the police to consider that as, an, as a possibility. Um, she had recently, however, turned down sexual activity with a possible murder suspect. Oh, what? Yeah, it was... Oh, no! <laughs> um, there are three main murder suspects. Ed Burns, Leslie Dillon, and George... Hodel, mm. but we'll get to that later. My grandmother's name is Leslie. Your grandmother 
Leslie Dillon. Leslie Dillon was a guy. Oh. Um. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, some leads that the police department got. On January 23rd, 1947, The Examiner, a popular magazine or newspaper service <laughs> at the time, got a call from a man who claimed to be the killer of the Black Dahlia. He basically offered to give, to send them a package with a ton of her stuff to prove that he had done it. What? And he, yeah. Why do you want to prove that you committed murder? <laughs> like, I totally did this. See, I'm anonymous, but it's definitely really me. So I'll send you a thing with all of her stuff. You know, oh. like cool guys do. <laughs> no. So I need to, I need to, stuff. I need to laugh. I'm just tensed. <laughs> How come every time there's like a high profile murder, everyone calls in and is like, I did it. Yeah. Like, why do you want to be known <laughs> as a serial killer? More than 60 people, most of them men, some of them women, called in and claimed to be the killer of the Black Dahlia. Most of, Most of them did it anonymously, but some of them just went up and they were like, Hey, look, I did it. And then the police were like, do you have any evidence? And they're like, no, but like, I did it. Cool. Like, what? What? Why would you do that? Why? Anyways, let's continue on this. The examiner got a call from a man who was like, I can send you a thing with all of, like her stuff. And he did. And he had like clothing. I believe he had jewelry and a handbag. And there's also a notebook in there that was labeled Mark Hansen. So Mark Hansen immediately became a suspect. Yeah. Because he had hung out with the Black Dolly before. He had? Yes. Oh, uh, like, no, I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. However, he claimed, oh, I just gave it to her, like, a, like, a while ago, and I never really wrote in it. I just gave it to her, like, a while ago. Why did somebody give someone the diary? <laughs> was no, it a diary? It was a notebook. He, he just, like, he had it, he wrote his name on the front, and then he was just like, I don't want this anymore. So he gave it to her, basically. Okay. And suspicious, there was no other evidence leading up to him. Still think he's suspicious, but that's okay. He's kind of suspicious, but that's the only evidence. He had no, there were no official charges were ever brought against him, and he had, he died in 1964 of natural causes. He had no criminal record or a history of violence, so. How old was he, you know? He was like, in his Young? 60s or 70s. When he died? Yeah. Oh, so he was a lot older than the Black Dahlia. Yeah. A lot of people were a bit older, a lot of suspects, because, like, it was that time period. And, of course, when I was looking through them, it turns out a lot of them made sexual advances on her. Why? Guess why? It was the 1940s. Oh, that's, like, now, but... <laughs> no, nope, not today. The L.A. Police Department also received a lot of anonymous tips about the Black Dahlia, though most of them were just hoaxes, they were fake. Probably mm -hmm. teens calling in and being like, lol, go check, like, I don't know, your backyard. Yeah, like, 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 um, like in my case. Yeah, except the teens didn't actually do anything helpful. Oh. <laughs> um, a lot of them, uh, everything sent in, there was a lot of stuff that was sent in, uh, was covered in gasoline. The same way Black Dahlia's body had been covered in gasoline. But a lot of them had false information, and... Well, it might have just been, like, yeah. copycat, though. Yeah. Probably but just people heard about it, and they were like, you know, it would be funny... If I pretended to do this murder, lol, that's a really bad taste in humor. No, like, I mean we okay, we have we have sure. a we have a poor sense of comedic timing, but like at, at least, least we don't at least pretend don't. to be serial killers and oh. murderers and stuff. So the LA Police Department did believe that a medical professional had cut Elizabeth Short into pieces. What if somebody like killed her and then they got a medical professional to do it? I don't, the, one of the suspects is a medical professional, and he's the most believable one, who everyone thinks did it, so, 
No, but, like, you could be, like, just some regular guy, mm -hmm. and then he hires a medical professional that could do well. However, her death wasn't by anything else. It was by, like, stabbing. Ah! Nothing else. Not much someone wanted her dead, so they hired a medical guy. Perhaps. That's, like, totally a possibility. I'm like the conspiracy theorist <laughs> right now. So the LA Police Department didn't believe that a medical professional had cut her into pieces because she was cut into two pieces, cleanly, super oh. cleanly. And, like, it, uh, it was just gross. It was um, like that even someone who was, like, a doctor wouldn't be able to do it super cleanly. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it wasn't, like, someone who was, like, a woodsman who was, like, slowly and surely... Um, the, con the crime hadn't been committed in a rushed manner. When they found her at 10 o'clock a.m., they presumed it. They presumed the body to be about 10 hours, like, dead for 10 hours. So it was either done around 10 hours. So it was either done in the late hours of January 14th, 1947, or the early hours of January 15th, 1947. Oh, wait, have you ever said, um, the creepiest part about her mom? Was she the one whose mom committed suicide right in front of her? Or something? No, no, much. Well, wish for the mom. <laughs> so basically, there was this, like, um, just looking for the popcorn, which I just finished eating yep. all by myself. <laughs> nice job. So basically, there was this newspaper, and they wanted to get more information on, the, on Elizabeth Short, Black Dahlia. Mm -hmm. So they called up her mom and said, your daughter has won a pa beauty pageant. Can you tell us about her? Oh. And then... I did not know that. They got all this case. information about her, and then at the very end of the call, they're like, by the way, your daughter didn't win a beauty pageant. She's been murdered. <gasps> oh, my God. And that was before oh the police God. alerted her. So that was the first time she knew about it. Jeez. And then, so she showed up and helped aid the police, but they could never... She could never turn anything up. Wow. That sucked for her mom. Imagine mm -hmm. just getting a call and it's like, oh, my God, your daughter won a beauty pageant. And you're just like, proud mom. And she's like, by the way, we lied to you. She's dead. dead. So, anyway, now it's time to... Wait, actually. I think I think that's it. Uh, so, now it's time to move on to the suspects mm. and the theories. So, firstly, there are some minor theories. Like, there's a the theory that Mark Hansen did actually do it, but there's not enough evidence leading up Mark to that. Mark Hansen? He was the guy who was in oh. the... Yeah. Yeah, I, that's... There are some theories that the police covered up the murder, because there were, like, two main magazines that were talking, or newspapers that were talking about it. And, like, a few of them, like, people were, like, getting put off cases, like, really quickly for doing nothing. But what? eventually, yeah. Like, there's this one girl, she got put off the case once, like, immediately. And then it was only temporary, so she came back in two days and she was like, okay, I can help now. So she helped for, like, a few hours and then they were like, no. Not anymore. What? That only happened once, though. Once or twice. Maybe a few times that were covered up. But, um, there is not enough evidence leading up to the police covering it up. And also, even if the police did cover it up, what would they be covering up? That's what I was thinking. A police officer did it? Yeah. But, like... <laughs> I don't know. So, anyways, the first theory... I'm going to go from least likely to most likely. Mm -hmm. The first theory is that Ed Burns did it. Uh, so, Ed Burns... <gasps> what if the real lipstick killer did it? That's, that's... Well, the thing is, that could totally be... Well, actually, okay, you know, William Heron... Heron? I don't know. Could Pro probably, probably did it. was. But if he wasn't, what if the real person did it? That's, that's actually, that came into my head. But then we don't know who it is. Yeah. So it could have been one of these three guys. Who knows? Anyways. Yeah. Ed Burns. Um, so the author of The Black Dahlia Solution... Um, that's a fa pretty famous book. 
was the first prominent figure who accused Burns of the murder. So the author of that book spent years, years deciphering the letters that were sent in to the Herald Express, which is, and the, um, Examiner, the two prominent newspaper sources that covered the story. Yeah. Because they got, like, a ton of creepy letters that were, like, cut out from magazines. Like, they cut Aww. out, like, like, text from magazines. Creepy letters like that. The ransom notes from the lipstick killer were just, like, in really terrible handwriting. Yeah. And also a connection between the lipstick curl- killer and the, um, and that one is that one note was, I think, in handwriting. And this P was written badly, like, the same bad way that the lipstick killer had written it. And there was what? one word that was written the exact same way. So that is also a theory, but there's not enough evidence leading up to that. Because what? suspects of the lipstick murderer, the lipstick killer, killer, um, weren't really, they, like, those suspects didn't have enough, there was definitely not enough evidence. Lipstick killer would be a great name for a rock, like a heavy metal band, like, lipstick killer. <laughs> it sounds like some people angry about beauty standards. But no, actually it's not. So anyway, Ed Burns. Um, So according to the author of The Black Dahlia Solution, Ed Burns had met Elizabeth Short when she was very interested in William Herons, Herons, who was the alleged lipstick killer. And she was like crazy about him. Like she wanted to know more about him, according to this author. So we don't know if this author is like totally credible. Yeah. But there's, like, a likely chance that this was true because no one would just make something up like that well, and write might. a whole book about it and not be, like, caught. They could, they could, but... Hypothetically, they could. And this guy, it's like the whole author, it's kind of sketchy, the whole scenario, but... So, according to the author, um, the Black Dahlia may have driven Ed Burns crazy with her obsession because Ed Burns thought she idolized him and she thought that she liked him more than she liked Ed Burns. Wait, so was Ed Burns, like, like, wanted to get it on with her? Kind of. He had made sexual advances to her, and she was like, no, and that's where the lesbian rumors came from. Um, that was it? There were more guys who she said no to. So, there's make a woman lesbian. It was the 1940s, though, so if you didn't want to have sex with a guy, you were obviously a lesbian. Tress, yes, that is how life works. That's what it was like in the 1940s. It's like, oh, she doesn't like me. She must be a lesbian. That's still how life works now sometimes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Onwards. So, he... What the author of The Black Dolly Solution thinks is that Ed Burns may have killed her in a similar way to the death of Hiram's um, victim, Suzanne Degnon, because she was killed three blocks away from Degnon Street. She was killed in a very similar way, and she was obsessed with him at the time. So, like, some stuff is, like, kind of fishy about, like, how her death was so close to Dagnon Avenue or whatever it was called. What about if Elizabeth Short asked Ed Burns to kill her in the style of the lipstick killer? But the thing is, why would she have done that? Because she was crazy and obsessed with a serial killer? That's just a theory that an author, like, well... Well, what if that theory is true and then... That is a possibility, but we would never know. Either way, Ed Burns would have killed her. Anyways... He committed suicide exactly two months later. Like, to the day? To the day. Which might have been a coincidence, maybe not. So, there was a suicide note that was found that people thought was him. And in the suicide note, he confessed to the murderer. He was like, like, they can't, ca- like, they still haven't caught me. I thought they would have done that. Like, oh well, sorry, Mary. He said, sorry, Mary. Those were the last two words, which was creepy. And so, there wasn't any specific, no, people didn't know who it was. And then, 
the author looked at it. And if you lined up, like, if you looked at the note, and you went to the middle of, like, ev like every letter in the middle of each sentence, or each line mm -hmm. on there, it spelled out Ed Burns. What? No. Like, every letter it's in a the coincidence. It's a coincidence. It cannot. It did. And, like, the letter was, like, really weirdly worded, too, in a way that it's, like, like, you could have written this so much better. So, anyway, I do not like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, however... But, like, how'd you get Mary from Elizabeth? No, he would have been saying sorry to, like, some other Mary. Someone else he knew named Mary. That's what I thought. I don't know. No one really... I thought like it would be, like, sorry, Elizabeth, for murdering <laughs> you. Oops, too bad. What a shame. <laughs> but, um... But you said this is the least likely solution. It is. Okay, you don't. So, um, well, I'm going to continue with Ed Burns for a little bit. So, basically, it had to be deciphered, the note, with his name in it. Like, his name had to be deciphered from it. Like, almost everything else that was sent in to the L.A. Police Department. This is to so totally believable. <laughs> um, however, the L.A. Police Department didn't name him as a suspect. They didn't? They didn't. That's so fishy. Yeah. <laughs> the L.A. Police Department needed to get their crap together. So, um, now the second one is Leslie Dillon. So Leslie Dillon was an aspiring author during when she was killed. Ooh. Um, and he was a large suspect. Okay, but wait. This was in L.A., right? Yeah. I am Susan Degnan. Suzanne. Suzanne. Susan. I was in Chicago. Yeah, so like... So some people think the Lipstick Killer, like, maybe would have been able to make... His way over. Oh, oh! I forgot an interesting fact. So, <gasps> tell me. Tell so me basically, more. Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia, was obsessed with him. So she would go to prison. She would talk to the prisoners. She would ask them like stuff about like she would talk to them like pretending that she was a re news reporter, and then tell them all the gruesome details of what the lipstick killer did. Like, what? She had some mental issues, probably, because who does that? This goes for remarks who wanted to be killed, like Susan Degnan theory. Yeah. However, part parts of that theory, like, it could be false. It could be that the author of that was just like, and you know what, I'm going to make up a funny story and cause nationwide panic. Yay, let's do that. That nationwide panic? I would think that that would make everyone less panic, because that they would have, like... They would have the suspect. Yeah. Yeah, but also then people would be like, this isn't believable. There could totally be a suspect that's still on the loose. Because he didn't do it in, like, 2018. He did it previously. Like, when did he write the book? I don't know when he wrote the book. It was, like, in the 1990s, I think. So oh. when a lot of the suspects that the L.A. Police Department list, because there was, like, a long list of suspects, were still alive. Okay. So, anyways. Leslie Dillon, he's... More believable than Ed Burns by, like, a little bit. Because Ed Burns, you have to remember, it's all, like, a theory. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. I keep like, forgetting that, but yeah. I guess it is. Anyways, Leslie Dillon, he was an aspiring author who's a large suspect. So he wrote to a therapist called Paul DeRiver. That was Paul DeRiver? Paul DeRiver. Um, Paul DeRiver. Paul DeRiver. Paul DeRiver. Paul, Paul DeRiver. River, Paul DeRiver. Paul, Paul DeRiver. Paul DeRiver guy. Paul. Paul, 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 Paul. Anyways. Paul, 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 the river guy. So, he wrote to Paul DeRiver, Dr. DeRiver, who was a psychologist, about how his friend, Jeff Connors, had killed the Black Dahlia. But what? the thing is, he had no evidence for who, um, 
Jeff Connors was. No. No. And so... I do not like this. So, the psychiatrist eventually was like, he, like, they got some recordings of him, and they were like, hey, I think you did it. And then he was like, what? You don't have enough evidence for that. Like, you can't just say that. And then he was like, you are, like, are you, like, calling me, like, a child? Like, you think I didn't look into this? Because he had been describing the details of the murder to his psychologist. Uh, now, this is only the second most believable out of three. So, no. They looked in, so... The Illuminati he, did it. <laughs> so he was like, oh, Jeff Connors, he lives in San Francisco. So he was like, oh, I can, like, show him to you. Like, you can meet him. So they went to San Francisco. No, I wouldn't do that. They couldn't find him. <laughs> I would not surprise, do that. Surprise, surprise. So... What if kept... Jeff Connors was actually a pseudonym? That's right. The thinking. first guy who I'm not sure who it is. Ed but... Burns. No, no, the first believable. Leslie Dillon. No, the most believable guy. The one you got oh, love to tell me about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it will actually. So they were all like, "This guy totally did it. Like he's telling all the details about everything." And Jeff Connors isn't real. Turns out Jeff Connors is real. He was a real guy. He definitely didn't commit the murders. Um, he was actually living in San Francisco at the time. He was just, like, a pretty, like, normal, average guy who was friends with Leslie Dillon. Um, uh, no. That'd be terrible. Actually, I didn't really do my research on him, so I might, that might not be accurate. But he definitely didn't commit the murders, and he wasn't listed as a suspect. But, either way, Leslie Dillon's alibi was super unstable. Because he was like, oh, I was in San Francisco at the time. But no one knew... No one saw him in San Francisco, and no one knew where he was during the time of the killing, so he told he could have totally done that, and he still knew all the gruesome details, and his friend definitely didn't kill him. Yeah, also, like, Jeff Connors was a pseudonym. That wasn't his friend's real name. Oh. But, um, if he did commit the killings, why would he want to get involved in it at all? Well, he's probably crazy. I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you know if you're a murderer, if you you're probably... Murderer, you don't have good reasons for it, you do. I, nope. I remember that now. Now, this is the most believable one, and this guy made me so angry. So, this guy, George Hodel, he was a doctor. (laughs) The first thing I read about him was that he sexually abused his daughter and raped her. His daughter. Oh, did I tell you that the janitor says. No, not the janitor. There's this other suspect for Susan Dagnett's murder, and um, he had previously been in jail for molesting his children. Oh, I hate guys like that. That's just, like, what this is sad now. Doing? Keep going, no, keep Anyways. going on the gruesome murder, because that's so much better. So, he, also, the second thing I read about him when I was looking him up, so the first thing was that he raped his daughter. Like, that's a terrible thing. He misprescribed his patients and gave them the wrong drugs. He was, like, a big doctor. So, eventually, people, uh, so the police was like, oh, hey, like, this guy is kind of fishy, like, let's put microphones in his house. And guess what he said to, he was saying, he was talking to someone, he said, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they can't prove it now, they can't talk to my secretary anymore, she's dead. What? Yeah. Okay. And he was referring to Ruth Spaulding, who was planning on leaking his secrets about misprescribing his patients and, like, making sexual advances on his daughter. And then she committed suicide by drug overdose. Okay, that's weird. So, but it was, it was definitely, like, it was confirmed suicide, though it could have been a cover-up. We don't know. <laughs> Anyways. I don't so, like um, this at all. I do not like this guy. So this his, guy freaks me his out. His son, who was the L.A. Police Department homicide detective, this 
creepy guy's son was like, hey, I'm pretty sure the Black Dahlia was one of the patients who he victimized, right? Oh, he did it to his... Like, was it just the drug prescriptions, or did he, like... Drug prescriptions. Okay. And he also uh, allegedly made sexual advances on her, and then she was like, no, stop. Like, Why would do old guys like, keep trying to... Uh, uh, with her? Yeah. I, like... I mean, she's dead now, so... <laughs> you so, get much out of that, but... Um, so, he kept a nude picture of the Black Dahlia... Uh, uh, yeah, and no. another model. He had a nude picture of her and another model. Do they um, know who those people were? So, well, the other model, they knew who the other model was. I forget her name. But Is she still alive? I don't think so. I think she died of natural causes. Because this uh, was in, like, the 40s, and she was, like, 20 years old then. So, um... No, I mean, like, when they found the pictures, where she oh, dead? no, she wasn't dead. So, because she said that she thought that she didn't, like, she didn't know if... The Black Dahlia, Elizabeth Short, was one of her clients. She said she'd never seen them hanging out together. She didn't know her, like, at all. So they weren't hanging out together in the picture. He had two separate nude pictures of the Black Dahlia and this other model. No. And then... Do not like this guy. So he also had two pictures of what people thought to be Elizabeth Short in his photo album. However, one of them, um, they investigated, and it turns out it was just one of his old friends. And okay, then, still, you don't keep, you don't keep yeah. pictures, no. And then the other one, Elizabeth Short's family was like, that's not her, but it looked like her, and it's still unidentified. So, Dude, I don't like creepy. this guy. <laughs> so, I don't like this. <gasps> Wait, is he that guy who they took, like, dogs outside, and they did, like, samples of his house and stuff, and there have definitely been bodies buried there? I don't think so. I'm no, sure no, I think I heard this. It was that guy. It might have been so. Anyways, his... Um, so, he also had a daughter, and I don't know if his, he was divorced from his wife, or if he was still with his wife, but his, either his wife or his ex-wife said that he was out partying on the day of the murder. Okay, he definitely did it. Yeah. He, he did it. He, he murdered her. And then... You're supposed the to come up with the unsolved murder, Sophia! <laughs> but the head deputy of, the head deputy DA, whose name was Stephen K, that rhymed. Like Stephen um, King! did say that the Black Dahlia case had finally been solved when he heard about this, because he was like, this has been solved. However, yeah, it is. Um, he treated the son's accusations and hunches about his father as if they were facts. And the lead, like, one of the, like, the head detective in the Black Dahlia case was like, hey, you're being stupid. Like, people are going to laugh at you if you actually say this. Okay, um, that's fair. And they were like, you're being an idiot. Like, this son is only, like, making this up. Like, it's fake. Um, okay, why, why so do people want to make day, it up? But, okay. To this day, Hodel's son, whose name is Steve, maintains a website about the Black Dahlia. It's called stevehodel.com. You can go and visit it. He's still alive. It's actually just a big advertisement for his book. Really? Yeah. You went on there? Of <laughs> course <laughs> so, you did. Um, that's the end of the Black Dahlia case. Uh, uh, oh, that freaks me out. I don't like Hodel. Hodel was a freaking pedophile rapist. I do and not like he him. So I am probably killed the Black Dahlia because like, he killed like other people too. There was definitely a chance because he was caught saying like fishy things. Like he said something like, like Is fishy even the right word when you're talking about murder. This is beluga well, whale Because you know when stuff. they put the microfine, the, the microfines, the microphones the in his microphones. house? The microfines. In 1950, they did that in 1950. At 8.25 p.m. on one night, he found, they heard women screaming. 
but they hadn't heard the women at all before they heard the women screaming. What kind of screaming was it? Screams of being I don't know. Murdered? It just said women screaming, women screaming again. That's what it was. Why did they go, like, immediately go and be like, um... Like, oh, okay. No, no thanks. What I think they should have done is put cameras in his house so that they could, they could, aha, they could videotape him. Because, like, if they you'll hear women screaming... It is the 50s, though. Would it even it have been that good footage? I mean, it wouldn't have been that good, but it would have been, like, better. Yeah, but, like, it was just the 50s. It's... It would have been, like, really big and bulky, probably. Yeah. It would have been, like, a giant camera. What's this for? Um, you're on a reality show now. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but then you wouldn't do anything. You'd be all yeah. like, like, I do not murder. <laughs> I am good doctor. Oh, but one time, he was caught talking to someone, and, um, he was talking about, like, he was talking later, it was later on the night that they had heard women screaming, and he said, like, oh yeah, killed her, or something like that. Okay, yeah, he de- he definitely he is probably, a serial killer. Yeah. Like, you know, he did a pretty good job of not getting caught. Like, that, that serial yeah. killers get caught usually pretty fast. That's, that's impressive. I'm pretty sure he died. I'm not sure, though. Oh, he's probably dead. He's probably dead. If he was, like, an adult with a... Because, I mean, his daughter had to... How old was his daughter? Like, teenager? I don't think so. I think... Well, no, I don't know how old his daughter was. Um... She goes to I'm look it up. Website. Uh, like, what is his name? George Hodel. Daughter. I accidentally wrote Tam, Tamar, Tamar. She died at 80 years old in Honolulu, Hawaii. So, um, his daughter also convinced Dr. Hodel of killing Elizabeth Short, but her own mother testified that she was a pathological dyer, liar. Liar. She was a pathological dyer. Yep. And, um, the jury concurred. The so, jury, uh, jury ruled in the mother's favor? Yep. I mean, would you want, like, if, if you got married to someone that's like, this guy has been killing a bunch of women, you'd be like, no, no he's not. <laughs> I didn't marry a murderer. I mean, you would be like that, right? Yep. But that was a horrifying case. Should say something happy. Um, it's still very it's beluga very whaley. It's beluga whaley. It's not fishy. It's beluga whaley. <laughs> but all anyway, of, like all of Hodel's relatives, like direct relatives, like his son, his daughter, all were like, like they both were like, "Hey, he did this. Like obviously, he did this. Like I know he did this." And then. The wife was like, oh, yeah, he was out, like, partying at, like, a hotel or something. Oh, and she had been seen at a hotel with the, and so she checked into a hotel, Ed Burns, like, she checked into multiple hotels. Elizabeth Short? Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia, um, near the time of the killing, like, early January, like, January 9th, I believe. No, no, January 9th is when she disappeared. But, um, before that, she had checked into a few hotels, and then, like, Allegedly, Ed Burns uh, stayed there, and they probably had sex. And then, allegedly, George Hodel checked into a another hotel, and they weren't sure like if it was like the same hotel that like they didn't figure it out. 
or anything. But how do you not know which hotel this guy checked into? Exactly. Like, it was, like, at a similar time. Well, I think... Okay, he, Hod- Hodel did it. Hodel probably he did. did it. He, he's a, he, he did it. Th- yeah. There's nothing to say. So, anyway, this was Snacks and Attacks. With, um, your fave snackers. Yeah, faves. That was some delicious... It's all gone, though. I want more popcorn. But anyway, this was dark. Very dark. See us next week when we talk about more horrifying murders. We should probably collaborate on one next week because I spoke, like, for, like, 20 minutes. No, I'm going to do some actual good research next time. Yay. And it's going to be amazing. So... Goodbye, I guess. Goodbye. Thanks for Good tuning luck. in to Snacks and Attacks. Good luck sleeping, because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to. Yay. Goodbye.